When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Having breakfast with us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman. On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as your smart speakers, presented by Progressive Insurance. You're about 10 minutes away from a former three-point shooting champion giving his thoughts on what he saw in Game 4 last night and what he's going to see in Game 5 tonight involving the NBA playoffs. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. And we had this conversation with Vince Carter, ESPN NBA analyst, about 10 minutes ago in terms of the all-NBA team. For those who missed it, and I guarantee you plenty of people in Philadelphia hot and bothered about this, the all-NBA first team had Giannis Antetokounmpo of Milwaukee, Devin Booker of Phoenix, Luka Doncic of Dallas, third time he's made it, Nikola Jokic of Denver, and Jason Tatum of Boston. Joel Embiid made the second team. And Jay Will was upset. Not the fact that Nikola Jokic made first team with Joel Embiid. wasn't anything like that. Jay Will is upset by the simple fact that it should be the five best players who had a great season and not just break it down since we're in positionless NBA in terms of two forwards, two guards, and one center. Oh. Yeah, you. Hey. Yeah, I mentioned Well, meanwhile. Sometimes when your voice sounds off like that, Freddie, I think you're throwing it to sound. When the guy is shoving burrito wraps down your throat. I The burrito wrap was done. It was an egg and cheese wrap, to be specific. Okay. Burrito wrap. Was it good? But yes. All right. I mean, you took my thunder because you said what I said before you threw it to me, which was an awkward throw, but it's fine. I can recover. What do you mean? I mentioned your name. I mean, you told my whole point. He mentioned your name but, twice. But you know what? No, it Thank is okay. You. It's like, you know when like it's when your boy is like, well, yeah, Keyshawn told me this whole story about he's going to do this and he's going to do that. And then he was going to do this and he did that. Yeah, Key. Now, now tell me. You're like, Well, you just told the whole story. You mean like you do sometimes? Do I do that? Absolutely. No way. 100%. Yes. So, Freddie, back to my point. After you just told my point, thank you for clarifying. What you do? So you told me what I was trying to say. I got it. Now, now what you have to do is if Freddie took all the information and used it, now what you do is you take that same, it, you regift it, repackage it in your own words. Only regifters would know how to regift something like that. Oh, I ain't shy to tell you if you give me something and there's a party coming up and I got it underneath the stairs. (laughs) I'm giving back. It's going back to your kid. It came. It came from. It came from Freddie's kid nine months ago. But we already have one. Now we're gonna give it to your kid. See where this stuff leads us, Freddie. This is no, where we. These are the points I, we get I to. I have no problem telling you that. Sometimes you get three and four of the same things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I rather regift and take it back to the store. Speaking exactly. of getting uh, three or four of the same things, that's my point, Freddie, about all NBA first team. If the five best players in the NBA that have performed the best are all centers, then I want an all-NBA first team of all centers, damn it. Like, that's what I want. Give me the five best players who have performed the best, 
and who have played their tails off instead of going like, well, I need my traditional point guard and I need my, my shooting guard. Positionless basketball is where the game is at right now. Right, like we're having. I've never qualified Stephen Curry as a point guard because I think he's a. There nuances associated with this. He is a guard. He is a playmaking guard. So, like, what box does that fit into in an All NBA first team? Like, I'm not going to knock him because he doesn't fit into a position. If one guy is better at being a traditional point guard, Mm -hmm. it's Stephen Curry's a top ten greatest player of all time. When it's all said and done, he's going to be on that list. So, if Jokic and Joel Embiid. Are two centers, even though we can get into the details about power forward votes and things of that sort, then let them both be on first team. It's that easy to me. I would have I, I would have put Luca on second team, even though individually I thought he had a great year. Mm-hmm. Like I would have bumped him because I didn't think they were at the top of the top of the Western Conference right. the way Devin Booker or Jason Tatum was in the Eastern Conference or what Joel Embiid in the MVP conversation with Jokic. Like I think that's more deserving for me. Keyshawn's just laughing at you right now. <laughs> no, Keyshawn, I, I was waiting on you to. I was see, waiting on you to see, follow. See all the confusion that happens, Freddie. A lot of confusion going no, on because, during the segment. Because I yeah. love the way I love Freddie. Freddie wants me and you to cook. I get it. But sometimes in certain situations, okay. I like for him to re-tee, re-go back again. Hey, you're listening to okay. Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Max. I'm Freddie Coleman filling in for Max. Uh-huh. Keyshawn Johnson, Jason Williams, <laughs> Max Kellerman this morning. You know, I, I was waiting on that to actually take place. But you know what? <laughs> wait, wait, Freddie, can you do wait, wait, Freddie, can you do the setup for us one more time just so we can hear here's, it again in real set, time? Here's the setup because when the all NBA first team, and I get it, you know, because here's the conversation with that, and it stems from the fact that Joel and B didn't make first team. Freddie, Freddie, can you do the setup for us one I'm more not, time? I'm not set up anything anymore now because I did enough. Come setups. on, Freddie, I want it. You put the fedora on. You put the fedora hat on while you do the setup. No, I'm not doing. It's very that. Washington I'm, Heights. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, you know, very funny. I'm not putting the hat on inside from that standpoint. Keep no, but to... but I get what you're saying, Freddie. For me, mm-hmm. Jay is looking at it as positionless basketball. But it is position basketball. That's why it's a center, and it's a forward, and it's a guard, and it's another guard. And some people say shooting guard, and some people say point guard. That's why there's conversations of who's the top point guard, blah, blah, blah. Is he the all-time power forward? Is he the this, is he the that? Because there's positions. And I understand what Jay is saying because I say the same thing. How could Embiid be off the first team? But I also understand the people that vote on these things. They're looking at the MVP in, in Joker is saying, oh, well, he's the MVP, so therefore he goes to the five spot where Giannis goes to the four spot. I get it. I understand it. You can't have four centers. If there's four dominant centers in the NBA, and then somebody like Yates would say, well, that would never happen. Well, that's not true because there was a once upon a time where there was four dominant centers when you had Akeem Olajuwon and you had, for whatever you want to call it, Patrick Ewing, and you had – a Shaq, a young Shaq. So you had centers, you know, and if they would have decided to put those guys on here, we would be having a crazy conversation about positionless basketball again. Now only we're actually doing it. And look, Embiid deserves to be on there. He didn't get it. Where do you put him? Well, see, here's the problem when you have positions at the all-NBA first team. Here's the odd twist. You ready for it, Freddie? Right. So – Tatum got in despite receiving fewer voting points than Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. right? So when you think about, uh, along with Nikola Jokic and Giannis, and him, all three of these guys with Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Giannis received 57 first-team votes mm-hmm. and 414 total votes, while Tatum received 49 first-team votes and 390 total points. So, like, 
This means Embiid's votes were split between him at uh, him at a center and him at forward. So, like the confusion, like I, I don't like why. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Okay, so is there a a what, what would I call it, Dookie? Uh, a metric? Like what would I? How would I? How would metrics? Yes. Yeah, metrics. So is there a, a metric out there in the world in NBA that you could like in football? Yeah, if so you, I got one, I got one. Okay. If you're in the MVP conversation down uh-huh. the stretch. All NBA first team. Okay, but that's not what I was going to ask you. you but that's, that's one of the metrics. You jumped in on me. Here's what I would say. Yeah, like in football, you are a receiver or you're tied in. Yeah. And sometimes when they go to redo your contract, receivers make more money than tied ends. Mm. So they would try to say, like like uh, Debo Samuel's situation. But different in basketball. How? Because we don't because value, you just we said, don't value one position more than the no, other. No, you just said Embiid was split, right? He was a, a center and he was a forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he got votes in both positions. He got votes in both. Which one did he get more votes in? Well, he got more votes in. Uh, well, he got squeezed on the forward position. Yeah, because, yeah, because okay. he got more first place votes at the center position than he got the forward position, even though he is really listed as a center. Okay, so, so Jokic, okay, so so check this out though. Years. Does he have more votes than whoever got it? Does he have more votes than Giannis at the four spot? No, he got squeezed at the four spot. Okay, so he can't be the four, and he because, doesn't have more but, than Jokic votes, at the five. Because his votes were split. I so, understand. So my thing is, like, you're not looking at Jokic trying to put him in the four spot. He's receiving because all Because he ain't work. a four. But that, but neither is really Joel Embiid, but he's more of a positionless player. That's but my whole Joel point, Joel Embiid can be a four. Jokic can't be no four. Jokic could be a four. How so? Because Jokic is an incredible passer, even though he's. But he can't move. He way, got gravy I, but boots. But I, th- I think you're getting into the trenches, and it's still it, there's no. no I need, am getting into the trenches because no I'm to... trying to understand how if you got split votes, Jay, and he doesn't make it on either one, how are we gonna argue for him to be in the first team if because he doesn't no, make it on no, either one? Nobody else's votes are split like that. But that's the problem that's with the problem with the voting. That's the problem that's, with the yeah. voting. That's what I'm saying. But that. I feel like you just talked me in eight different circles and we're back to the same place. Okay, now he's getting ready to try the, the Raleigh, North Carolina Duke <laughs> education. What that, no, I, I, now I'm going to have to go into my I, Trojan talk. Yes, here yes, we go. Yes, we are one of the top ten universities in America. Not, yeah. not, I did not knock your education. Not at all. Because yeah, I am yeah. not Vince Carter. <laughs> not geez, geez, you are not getting ready. out of this. You are Vince not getting ready to go African-American studies on me. Uh, all, so... Uh, <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, that opens up a bag. All I'm saying, saying, Freddie, is if you are a finalist (laughs) as an MVP voter, if you're a finalist, you should be all NBA. That should be easy. That should be your metric. That should be first team. You're a finalist as an MVP player. What are we doing? We're going to put a finalist as an MVP player? So how many many finalists are there? Well, it depends. This year there were three. Three. So you're going to put all three on? The all NBA team? Like you're gonna put all three on. Then what if it's four? What if it's five? Like it's we just started three quote unquote centers in the all star game that they changed the positions for. Why can't they reflect that within the all NBA? 
We'll see if they do that going forward like based on this conversation. Here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He's on Johnson, Jason Williams. And also, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman, ESPN oh, Radio, now. the ESPN. Okay. I had to go full name there. So it's Jason now. 80. You've always been Jason. Call me by my government name the, the, on public radio. Let's okay. bring in the man Q, known as Quentin Richardson, because that's the my, name his mama gave him. Does a great job as a That's my NBA mama, player. Freddie. Leave my right. mama's name. I'm, 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 easy will. Easy will from that standpoint. <laughs> Q, Q, we had this conversation about the all-NBA team. Joel Embiid, NBA MVP finalist, but didn't make first-team all-NBA. Jay, Jay Will believes the All-NBA team should be positionless. Where do you stand? Um, I'm not opposed to that. They made everything else positionless, so why not? I, I'm not I'm not opposed to that at all. I definitely feel Joe Will should have been a first-team All-NBA, no doubt. But that's why, that's why I don't understand. How, how do his votes, Q, get split between the center and the power forward position when nobody else's votes are getting split like that? I think, you know, that's obviously something that you got to take up with the league. But I think um, <laughs> as, a, as, a, you know, as a former player, I'm just, you know, as a former player, I'm, I'm with you, though, Jay. I, I definitely agree and say, you know, Joel is, is first team all NBA. I don't, I mean, him and Jokic. There's no way both of those, those were like the top two MVP, you know, finalists. So, I mean, those both both of those guys are definitely, how could, how could Joel and B be runner up for the MVP but not first team NBA? So, so Q, so then, okay, so you say those two, right? But then what about Giannis? So you're going to put Giannis on two then, right? Giannis is first team. No, no, I understand. Of course. Okay, so you got three bigs now. Now what about the other guards and other forwards and things that are not? You only got two more spots. So now you're getting ready to leave off how many people off those two spots? I mean, they opened up Pandora's box and they changed that with the all-star voting. No, they took the center out of the position. They said it's positionless basketball and yada, yada, yada. So they don't even get a fair vote in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So if that's the way it is, you got to even it out. The same way for the for the voting, for the, for the MVP or first team and everything else. It's got to be the same, I feel like. But Q and Jay, who votes on the all-star game versus who votes on the, MV, on the um, all-NBA team? Well, the fans vote for the, the all-star. The all-star game. Yeah. So it's the fans. For the starters. For the starters. For the starters but it's the yeah. fans now, the starters, but it's the media on the All-NBA. Yes. I, th- I think the whole voting process, a lot of things got to change with that because especially <clears throat> with the media, with the media, because I can remember back uh, not maybe one or two years ago, Jason Tatum, maybe, maybe last year, Jason Tatum was supposed to be on one of those All-NBA teams, mm-hmm. and he didn't make it. This is something that the media votes on. And when you talk about going into a contract year, he was going like he he's a kid going about to get the max. That cost him like thirty six million dollars. Yeah, like that. like now, that's not going to change his lifestyle yeah. at all. But like, come on, Jay, come on, um, Key, we want no, that thirty six. Like, no, that's real talk though. <laughs> we I don't like that. 36. I do not like the media touching my money. Uh-uh, Thank no. you, and they can they are directly impacting that. Like if, if I don't like you, or not even don't like you, if I just like this guy more, I'm more yeah. favorable to him because he mm-hmm. talks to something like I could vote. Like nah, bro, no, that's not okay <laughs> with me. <laughs> Q, Q, we were we were talking earlier. You know, one of my my pet peeves that's been happening to the media whenever a player. Um, you know, starts losing games at an alarming rate when they don't do what you expect them to do because their team isn't making shots. People in the media start qualifying him as, like, oh, does Luka Doncic really make other players around him better? And I'm like, oh, hold on. Look, I know you may not like his style or you may think at times he holds on to the ball, even though that is wrong too much. 
But you got Jalen Brunson, who was a second-round pick. Spencer Dinwiddie, second-round pick. Max Kleber, Dorian Finney-Smith, undrafted. You got Reggie Bullock, who was a 23rd draft pick in the 2013 NBA draft. He has this team in the Western Conference Finals. Can we just put that into perspective for a second? Why do we want to knock that all the time? Hey, Jay, what's going What What's happened now is 2022. And there's so much accessibility, and, and they get to see and, 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 and hear and know and, and be in the know of so much that's going on that a lot of these regular people, they start to tend to think that, that this is easy what's being done. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. What Luka Doncic is out there doing is nothing short of unbelievable. Nobody wants him to do what he's doing. We all know that, Jay. They despise that he's doing what he's doing in the manner that he was doing it. If I was out there, I'd be fouling the hell out of him every time. Like, no, you're not about to come out. Like, he'd be out here cooking people. And you talking about do he make people better? Like, the man been getting 30-point triple-doubles. Like, what are you talking about? It's not easy to do. And when they upgrade that team, then they're going to really be sorry. Because, like you just said, he got a team full of second round. And that's no disrespect to none of those guys. So they balling. Bronson, Dinwiddie, all of them dudes balling. But if we being serious here, teams in, that, in, in Western Conference Finals in those positions, they don't tend to have that many second rounders and that many low first round picks that are key components of their team. And a big part of that is because Luka is such a dominating force that he's bringing all of them with him. Great stuff by Quinn Richardson, former NBA player, does a great podcast called the Knuckleheads Podcast, talking NBA here with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We go and switch to the Miami Heat-Boston Celtics series. This series tied at two. I've never been a big believer that when you go into game five that somebody has an edge, even they were down 2-0 and forced it to a 2-2. But if anybody has an edge going into game five, Q, in your opinion, who is that team and why? Um, I, will, I, I, say, I say Boston just because – I feel like they got they got the, the the more healthy team right now, and I mean that's a you know I know that you know Miami got the next man up you know kind kind of nation going, but it 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 it, it becomes tough if you're not gonna you know if you can't have Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler playing like and 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 Kyle Lowry's in and out and and things like that. Those are three of your you know your your core guys that you need to go, and you know on the other side. I feel like they got they got that they got more athleticism and and them two way players more so as far as like offense and defense with just up and down a roster with Boston. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's still a three game series. It go either way, but it looks more like it's trending towards Boston's way. Q, I I'm really confused, and um, because. Shut up. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph, this is this is kind of stuff. I almost said another word. I have to deal with on a daily basis. Q, um, because from the time I met you, you've always been the alpha. Like you've always wanted to attack. And there's certain players that when they get the green light, you know what to expect. Especially when mm-hmm. they've been a little bit passive. Like if you were passive for a game or two, and your coach said, "Yo, I need you to be aggressive," you would be aggressive. And the confusing part for me is watching Bam in game three, aggressive, attacking off the dribble. And I know people like to use, um, well, Robert Williams is back on the floor and he's a guy that mitigates all the things that Bam could do. But, like, you and I know in, in this, like, yo, we talking about one-of-ones now. Like, you may stop, you, like, you may hinder me from having a great game, but you're not going to hinder me from being aggressive. And aggressive to me means you don't get up 15 to 20 shots. How how do you respond to Bam taking five shots in game four? 
I'm with you. I need him to be a more be more aggressive. But I don't know if that means him taking fifteen to twenty. That 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 may not be his type of aggression. But I mean, but he took twenty one in thing. game three. This, Q. This this, this this right. I agree with that. But they had you know whatever people. Are. This this is my thing, especially when it comes to you know I me. Mean, you know how I play, Jay. When it comes to three through five, three four five, especially when you got size like Bam. I don't I don't care if you get the ball. If you play minutes, your aggression should be on rebounding and defense, and you going to get it. Like, I know Bam. I know who he is and what he can do. He can go get the ball. He don't need nobody to give it to him. I get it. You would like to be given the ball, but whenever I didn't get the ball, I took the initiative. I ain't scared to go put my nose in there. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go get rebounds. I'm going to be scrappy on defense. I'm going to still impact the game. And that's what I'd rather see, whether, like, yeah, I want him to shoot the ball more like he did in the game three, but, like, even if you don't shoot the ball, I need I need all-out aggressiveness. Like, you know what I'm saying? I need, I need 15, 16, 17, 18 rebounds. I need three, four blocks. I need steal. He, and he got the ability to do all of that. And he should be doing all that, Q. Uh, the last yeah, question I have for yeah, you, my man, is what, what does it mean that in his first year as being an NBA coach after – being a journeyman in the league uh, as an assistant coach, that Ime Yodoka will have a legit chance to go to the NBA Finals uh, for the Boston Celtics. How do you view that? Uh, I think it's another nod to, you know, former players being able to do a great job when, when, when given an opportunity. I think I think it says something about, like, I, I don't believe that everybody that played the game should go and coach and will be a great coach. But I think that those ones that have that, that – that capacity to teach and to coach and, and that, that they played at this highest level, I, I think they have the, a better chance to be a great coach because they, they've been in the trenches. They've sat next to the guys that they're about to be coaching. They've been one of those guys. They know different things that, that somebody who didn't play at that high level, they, they know the different feelings. They can relate to what's going on, to what's happening out there, to how somebody could feel. I've always thought that when I played, you know, when I had Dennis Johnson as a coach early on, God bless you. Like I would, he was like the most relatable person I could talk to when I walked through the doors as a 17, 18-year-old rookie, 19, and, and me and Darius not knowing what the heck is going on. And he could sit us down and speak our language in whichever way. From his 45-plus-year-old 40, self that he was, and he still, when we talk basketball, he could talk to us and relate to us and let us know what's going on and talk to us in a way that made us feel comfortable. And I feel the same. I mean, I, I play with Emay. I play with him with the Knicks in the, in the stretch. Like you see, he was a journeyman. He played a couple, 10 days with us with the Knicks, and he had a stretch with us with the Clippers. And and, and Emay was a dude who, like you say, he played extremely hard, a, a warrior out there, going to battle for minutes, fighting practice. But, like, he knew the game. He he wasn't gonna be somebody screwing up the scout, screwing up on the plays when you're doing shell drills and all like he knew all of those things and you can see that he knows the game. You can see that he played at a high level. It took a time for him to, you know, get everything implemented, but change can be hard sometimes. But once some guys bought in, they had the best record since All Star and I I'm extremely happy and pleased for him. And I think he got a bright future as a coach. Outside. And that's my thing, too, real quick, Freddie, is like, you know, we're looking at Emi Yudoka that way, and yet I'm seeing Sam Cancel, an assistant for the 76ers, who still hasn't gotten a legit shot, and he is next in line. Like, he, he needs to be next in line because he's a brilliant coach and deserves an opportunity. Yeah, and hopefully he'll get that opportunity sooner or later. Mm. Great stuff by Quinn Richardson. Yeah, go, I'm sorry, Q, go ahead. Last word. 
I totally agree with that. Sam has definitely, you know, put in his time. He's he's been assisting under some great coaches, and he's been a part of some great staffs and stuff. So I think, you know, it's definitely high time he get a shot. Hit him on Twitter, Q Rich, Quentin Rich, who played in the NBA. And like I said, does a great job. The Knuckleheads podcast. Check it out. You will not be sorry. He joined us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Keep it the great work, Q. We'll talk to you soon, my man. All right, Q. All right, but Be cool. You too. Bad, bad Habits is not just a great song by Maxwell, but it's the way the New York Giants are trying to keep quarterback Daniel Jones from not being a member of this team next year. That explanation after J. Will has this for my computer career. Brett, are you more of a Bad Habits or a Pretty Wings kind of guy? Bad Habits. Okay. Both are great, but yeah, bad both great. Yeah, classics. Friends, we all reach tipping points in life. The weight of low-paying jobs, unpaid bills, a new family, you can't keep going. That's where my computer career can help. In just months, not years, they can help you start a new life as an IT pro, even with no prior experience impossible. You learn online from home, and my computer career offers lifetime career services to help you find jobs with companies begging for IT pros. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. So it's X and Channel 80, as well as your smart speakers presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's bring in the man who played for the New York Giants part of his NFL career. He's now part of Canty and Carlin, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. He is Chris Canty joining us as we get the groove going on. So, Chris, we know Bad Habits is a great song by Maxwell. But the New York Giants are trying to keep quarterback Daniel Jones by helping him by having bad habits happening in practice, hoping that will be eliminated when the regular season starts. What are your thoughts on Brian Dable, the head coach, saying that, hey, he wants him to be aggressive and does not mind if he has those bad habits by throwing interceptions in practice? Well, I think Brian Dable is trying to instill some measure of confidence into Daniel Jones, but the organization declining his fifth-year option speaks volumes. That lets Daniel Jones know that he essentially is a lame duck quarterback, and this year is his last best chance to prove that he's going to be an unencumbered starting quarterback for his professional career moving forward. So I, I, I know there's a ton of pressure on him, and rightfully so. The Giants probably reached a little bit when they took him with the sixth overall pick way back when, but now the reality is that Daniel Jones has got to step up and he's got to produce. He's got to stay healthy too, Freddie. That's the other thing. He hadn't stayed healthy for all of the regular season games in any of the three seasons that he's played in. So staying healthy and in protecting the football have to be priorities for Daniel Jones. 50 total touchdowns to 49 total turnovers just ain't good enough in order to make your team consistently a winner. So that, that that's where we're at with Daniel Jones. The reality is he's got a ball, and if he doesn't, the Giants are going to be in the quarterback market in 2023. CeCe, I don't have numbers on me, but I'm curious, you know, what number of those turnovers are fumbles as opposed to interceptions. But – I will only say this, so, and I agree with you on that. This is probably the last opportunity for Daniel Jones to be a starter in the NFL. Uh, maybe he'll get redeemed somewhere else if he can. But if you're Brian Dable, doesn't it feel like he's playing with house money? You know, when people say, ah, you know, I want him to be more prepared and cut down the turnovers. But, like, I want you to be aggressive. Like, I want you to stop thinking so much and be reactionary and, and play to the best of your degree. Because sometimes when you overly think, you become too tight. No, you're right. I, I think Brian Dable, to some degree, is playing with house money because the expectations for this team are relatively low going into 2022. They're rebuilding. They just hired a brand-new general manager. They got a brand-new head coach. I mean, they're, they're continuing to address the offensive and defensive lines. When you draft players at those respective positions, you're not talking about guys that you're expecting you know, to get this thing turned around in year one. Those guys are more like blue chip stocks or bonds. You know, you're talking about mm-hmm. those guys over the long term being able to have an impact on your program's overall success. So based on the moves that the franchise has made, they're telling Brian Dable in year one, the expectation isn't playoffs, but we do want to be markedly better than what we've shown in terms of how we play game in, game out, week in, week out. And I think that's – that's something that Giants fans can be on board with. As long as there's a clear identity for this team to build off of moving forward, I think they would look at that as a win in 2022. Chris Canty, former Giants defensive end Super Bowl champion, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, and Freddie Coleman is in for Max Kellerman. Um, I, I get what both of you are saying. I just am nervous about bad habits, Chris, you know when you are in practice, practice is the easiest thing in the world. And if you get into bad habits and carry those bad habits into a game because you're being asked to be aggressive and interceptions aren't that big of a deal in practice, and you carry that into a game, it could derail you. And I've seen it happen 
to many players that carry bad habits into a game. And I understand the teaching techniques of Brian Dable, and maybe it worked for Josh Allen, but you mentioned it, 50 touchdowns to 49 turnovers, no matter how the turnovers came, there's something wrong there. Well, Key, we played for a coach that believed that a player gets three years before he's going to make a determination on what he is. And after that third year, Bill Parcells always said he'd make his decision. uh, He'd base his opinion off of that. Well, it's been three years with Daniel Jones. And quite frankly, it hasn't been good enough. Now, uh, through by default, because there, this wasn't a strong quarterback class, the Giants have kind of you know afforded Daniel Jones an opportunity to show what he can do in this fourth season. But they declined the fifth-year option because they don't want to be on the hook for $20 million in guaranteed money like we see the Carolina Panthers with Sam Donald or like we see with the Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield. They're not going to make that mistake. So I, I'm with you on that, that, that part. It, it's hard for me to believe that Daniel Jones is going to overcome that. Key, there are some things that you just see in the National Football League that players don't overcome, like quarterbacks being inaccurate. You typically don't see them improve their accuracy over time. Quarterbacks that turn the football over, you usually don't see them cut down on the turnovers, even though that's what everybody around the football world would say. Running backs with fumbling problems, you usually don't see them cut down on those things, although we did see that with Tiki Barber in the Tom Coughlin era of Giants football. But he's the one outlier. So, I mean, when you start talking about bad habits that players have, at some point you you just assign those characteristics to those guys and then you have to formulate your opinion of what kind of player they are based on what you're seeing. Chris, you talked about fifth-year options. You talked about money. You talked about a lot of different things on this show right now. One of the big things in the conversation, the topic that's going around the National Football League and the media circus is that the OTAs, you got Aaron Rodgers who got paid and did not attend the OTAs of the Green Bay Packers, and then you got Kyler Murray who hasn't attended nor has gotten a contract extension, the OTAs of the Arizona Cardinals. How big of a deal, if at all, because I really don't think it's a big deal that quarterbacks aren't or players aren't at OTAs? Key, you know I don't think it's a big deal. I feel like (laughs) OTAs are much more about individual skill development than they are developing chemistry and developing a rapport. I, I, I just I don't look at it that way, and we played for a head coach in Bill Parcells that didn't look at it that way. Now, Key, the guys you're doing the show may not know this, but when we had OTAs, we had a total of three OTAs, guys, and I'm going to tell you exactly when they were. We had them the Tuesday, the Wednesday, and the Thursday leading into veteran minicamp. We had two practices on Friday, two practices on Saturday, and if they went well, Bill Parcells canceled the practice on Sunday. He said, see you at training camp. He didn't believe that football was really football without the shoulders, shoulder pads, in, in the helmets. And so it, it's a situation where you look at it in terms of trying to get valuable reps for your younger players and see how they fit in your scheme and see if you can develop their individual skill sets. But I don't think it's a big deal that Aaron Rodgers isn't at OTAs. I don't think it's a big deal that these other guys aren't at voluntary workouts yeah, because no. that's exactly what they are. And here's the thing, Key. If the organization wants to make it a big deal, if they want all their guys there, they put it in the contract. Yeah. You put no, everything it, else it, in the contract, put yeah. it in the contract. Have yeah. a huge offseason bonus that, that would be linked to what you know, guys showing up for the strength and conditioning program and guys showing up for the OTAs. The, organi- the teams have the flexibility to be able to do that if that's what they want. But the fact that they're not doing it with certain guys, the fact that Green Bay's not doing it with Aaron Rodgers, shows me that the organization, as well as A-Rod, they don't see the cost-benefit uh, being worth it for Aaron Rodgers to be there right now. 
Yeah, you can't put it. You can't put it in the contract because it's all voluntary. And if you remember me playing with you in Dallas, I was in and out on OTAs. I might show up one day and not show up for two weeks. I mean, that's just it didn't really matter. Like Cranty was saying, at the end of the day, are you here come September? And I think that's all that matters, Freddie Coleman. Yeah, I think if they're wondering about what Daniel Jones is going to be there come September, what is he going to look like in October, November? That's a little big question regarding the Giants quarterback and what that's going to look like. Hit him on Twitter, Chris Canty 99 Do a great job, as always, on Canty and Carlin. Weekdays on ESPN Radio from 3 to 7 p.m. Here's Chris Canty joining us here in Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. CC. Wait, hold on, Chris. Uh-oh. Who you got in the basketball, man? You got Han and Bart or you got oh, Key yeah. and Jay? There we well, go. I mean, I, I'm picking you guys, but it has more to do with Jay and less to do with Key. No wow. shade. Key, why, no shade. why is everybody really? always? Key, you 50 years old, bro. But why does everybody Key, always attack old, my ability dog. to play basketball? Key, it ain't got nothing to do with your ability. You 50 years old. Me and, Carlin set, me, me and Carlin set the over-under for one and a half injuries. <laughs> And I'm taking over. Y'all crazy. Key, you not going to make I it through the game. Not. Oh, man, y'all crazy. CeCe, don't be ma- speaking injuries into existence Key, now. Not make I it don't understand game, why right? they think that. Man, I am a young 50. Man, I'm not no old, broke-down 50. All right, Key. Some of I, us. I'll let you tell it, bro. It's different levels to this. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you tell it, bro. Oh, man, y'all crazy, man. Age shaming, courtesy of Chris Canty from Canty and Carlin at his former team. You know how I go with some of this. Come on, man. You know some people can't do it. They think others can. Man, man. I like the fact that Keith is a full of 50. Carlin. CC. Listen, fellas, I'm just trying to keep it real. I, I don't want to set you up for failure. But you I just, are. I, I'm not. I'm not. You set yourselves up for failure by falling into the trap that Barton Hahn set for you. I don't know why y'all agreed to do this two-on-two thing. Y'all trying to relive this white men can't jump fantasy. <laughs> I don't know why you want to do hey, it. Hey, CeCe, 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 I'm good, bro. I know Trust and believe, I'm okay. So we okay. Jay, I know you but good. I, I, it I drives know me you crazy good, that Jay. they don't Jay, think. I know Jay, you good, which is why crazy. I don't understand why you doing this, Jay. Oh, that's man, Jay, crazy. You got, Jay, you got everything, everything to, lose to lose and nothing I, to gain, bro. I love this, though. That's, what, that's when I thrive. <laughs> they think you just out there with a dump truck. Like, I'm a cone. <laughs> <laughs> he called you a cone. He called him a pet pet cone. <laughs> Uh, you might be able to set a few picks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you, you keep might be able to do that. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Chris, we'll talk to you later, brother. All right, later on. All right, CC. I can't believe they think I'm a cone. They called you a Pat not Beverly he, cone. Not us. Him. He's yeah. the one that thought it's that. So not crazy me and Jay to Will. Me. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Four words you thought you would never hear that you thought you were hearing Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Let's do that hockey. We'll what? do that at the Jay Has This from NetSuite. School's out for summer, but if your business is running outdated software, you'll never get a break. The manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With NetSuite, you'll gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program, so graduating has never been easier. Head to NetSuite.com slash KJM. NetSuite.com slash KJM.
for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. So let me get this straight. Keyshawn Johnson and Chris Canty played together with the Dallas Cowboys, and even Chris Canty does not have Keyshawn's back when Keyshawn J. Will will play Barton Hahn next week in a broadcast of basketball showdown as he age-shamed you, Keyshawn Johnson, not even five minutes ago. I, I don't understand why everybody always trying to come at me. They always trying to come at me, though, Jay. Marcellus Wiley tried it several years ago. Oh, I can beat you. Man, you're a D-lineman, man. You ain't going to never beat me. I can beat you running backwards. Oh, man, you're not that fast. It, I'm not going to warm up. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to drink liquor and then go beat you. And then it goes to Bart. Oh, I'm going to beat you in basketball. You and Jay, we can take y'all on. Come on, man. Stop. Like, just. I mean, and, my thing is, I don't know now, why you try to tack on an extra year. Like, he called you yeah, 50. I'm like, he's well, 49. I'll be, I'll be 50 in a month and a half. Yeah, but you ain't 50 you're now. 50 you're 49. Now. I don't act 50, nor do I look 50, nor do I. Okay, so here's the deal. Because I don't walk around talking about, oh, I just worked out 18 miles a day and all, doing all that old sort of stuff. And, oh, well, you know, and I got a little drinking stomach. And so <laughs> you just assume that I can't will my way to victory. You just assume that. That's what I'm saying. You Freddie, just assume Freddie, that. Freddie, first possession, uh-huh. I'm giving Key the rock. You got to. I'm telling you, if Key, if Key scores in the so first possession, we win it 11 and nothing. And, I'm so sick and tired of people trying to come at me, man. Exactly. And Alan Hahn, the basketball guy, will be guarding Key because I found out their scouting report. Uh-huh. They're going to try to rough me up. They're going to put Bart on me oh, yeah. and put Alan on Key. Uh-huh. So we don't let Key go at Alan the first possession. Absolutely. Put some they don't absolutely. It's certain, things, it's certain things that you don't lose in sports. My first several steps is too quick for them. Mm. They're not going to be able – and then – You don't even need several. You just need your first step. My, my first step. elevation yep. is at another level whether you believe it or not. Yeah, I'm not elevating. I'm shooting jumpers. No, I can could, I could, I could pull up from the elbow. I ain't going to be out there at the three. 
Yeah, you ain't gonna have but me I trying get, to poke it on nobody. No, I can. I got floaters. I mean, I ain't even gonna. I'm just. I'm gonna leave <laughs> he it said, alone. Freddie said, "I got floaters. I got the whole repertoire. Ain't no need for me <laughs> yeah. to tell y'all what I got. Yeah, I, I got yeah. the bag, is what Key is saying. Man, I'm yeah. good, man. No, I'm not about to hype this up to a point where I'm getting ready to have my man Jay looking at me side eyed. No, I'm not. <laughs> Put it this way: I think the one guy you guys don't have to worry about is Bart Scott. Alan Hahn can play a little bit. See, but Bart Bart gonna use all his fouls, man. That's he my will. thing. Yeah. You better like, hope there's I, unlimited I, fouls next week. Like, there should be a limit on how thick your <laughs> neck could be before you step on the basketball court. Real yeah, talk, man, because I, I don't, I, I don't got time for that, good, Freddie. Allen Hahn is good for recreational basketball. Your, I ne- get your neck can't be over 10 centimeters. I, I, it's too, <laughs> too much. You foul too, because it's coming. The foul, the chop is coming from the neck down. Yes, That's what is. scares me. Yeah, and he's like stiff. A, stiff and tense. And he got duck feet. Damn, he got duck feet. You gonna break my arm? Damn, man, you may have to have you may have to have like some kind of you know protection on. Let's pick Nick basketball way. players retire. <laughs> and you get a chance to vote every day oh on Twitter God. on Keyshawn J Will and Max on ESPN mm-hmm. Radio, the ESPN app, series mm-hmm. X and Channel eighty, as well as your smart speaker. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to choose your own adventure. The four categories mm-hmm. today: Zach Levine to the Lakers, NFL rankings according to Peter King from Football Morning in America, Heat versus Celtics game five. And let's do that hockey. Guess who won? Let's do that hockey with 30%. Heat versus Celtics, 27%. NFL rankings, 23%. And Levine to the Lakers, 20%. Only this, only on this show could the NFL fall behind hockey when it comes to choose your own adventure. And Key, I know you like hockey. You root for your Kings in the playoffs. You mentioned earlier you could have played most sports in college. Would hockey have been one of them? I think if I would have started out early, uh, Pat Costello, send that video real quick that I just sent you over to uh, Freddie Coleman because I don't have Freddie's number saved in my phone for whatever weird reason. But I could have probably played Jack. If I would have started early, I think you and I both could have played hockey because ice skating to me is natural. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's a natural thing, as you can tell based on that video. It's just a natural thing for me. So. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like once I learn how to do sticks and do all the different things, yeah. why are you laughing? Because you're looking at the video, right? Yeah. So, I'm, but that's but that's a couple years ago. Yeah, man. You start off. I mean, I used to rollerblade back in the day as a kid. Yeah. So Very if similar. I started, I believe I could have, but there was no interest in sunny Southern California for the ice rink. True. The no only, interest at all. The only ice should be in glasses. But see, Freddie. I, so I, I I made. I made a point. I started watching playoff hockey about five years ago, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And I had known Patrick Kane when I was in Chicago, so I, I would hear all the stories about him, and I would right. hear about the intensity about the Blackhawks because yeah. I would see Jerry Reinsdorf and things of that sort. I, I'm going to tell you, at my hotel last night, I sat there and I watched the Rangers game. Mm-hmm. like, And I was, I was blown away by mm-hmm. the intensity of the game. Obviously, Especially. we're talking about playoff hockey. Right. But still, like, you know, them scoring the first two goals in the first period, one off a power play like they did in game, game three – like, obviously tying it, like, even, like, the lingo, the jargon, like, getting to know it and understand it and, and seeing the physicality of the game, yeah. like, that's, like, I need to go to a game. You should. Like, I really need I, to go, because I feel like I, I will become a fan of this sport. I tell people all the time, if you get a chance to go see an NHL game ringside, up close, it'll change your opinion on how you watch hockey. You may not watch it on TV as much, but when you go to a game and see it ringside, live and in person, playoff game and not a playoff game, you'll get a greater appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I tried that before. Oh, you did? <laughs> he did, didn't it do you? it for you. I went. To, so, in all seriousness, I went to one hockey game mm-hmm. in Dallas, and Mike Madonna was my neighbor. Really? And he gave me tickets. Okay. And so I walked down, 
sat on the first row. Dude ran into the glass. I left. Why? I just said, <laughs> Not for eh, you? Eh. You gave it to me? Eh. You know, I was just like, eh. And, and look, I like championship stuff, so when the Kings are in the playoffs, yeah, I'll squeeze sure. my eyeballs to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to watch the Ducks. I'm not going to watch other, you know, I get it. The Rangers are in it and, 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 you know, all that sort of stuff. I understand that. But I'm just, I haven't, I guess I wasn't raised around it. Sure, I get so it. So it's hard yeah. to get into something that I'm not really accustomed to. It's almost like golf. I'll I wasn't say, yeah. raised around golf, but Tiger plays, I watch. Yeah, I tell Tiger you don't play, you I, can't watch. get me to watch. Keith, one guy you should watch, if you get a chance, Connor McDavid of Edmonton. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's like Steph Curry on skates. He really, really is. He is eye candy in terms of, you have to understand the game, but a guy who played in pro sports like you and Jay Will, you see him on the ice the way he could do some things, say, oh, that, that's a bad boy right there, Connor McDavid of Edmonton. Yeah, that's I grew up guy. around tennis, so I like tennis, and, right. and I watch it. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If I, I think if I was a, a guy who grew up around it, if I was on the East Coast, uh, you know, because out west, I out yeah. west is not a big deal. Right, it's northeast not, is a bigger deal. Yeah, northeast yeah. Uh, sure. is a big deal. Up and obviously through Canada, that sort of thing. Where it's cold at. I tell you, the Rangers don't get to the cup. I'm there. Ice skating and yeah. snow in Southern yeah. California no? just doesn't go together. Yeah. James is saying no way. Put it this way: if the Rangers get to the no. cup, man, good luck trying to get tickets. You got to you got to sell blood to get tickets. I'll be okay. Seriously, for, <laughs> I'll be okay, Freddie. We'll find a way. We'll I'll be okay, Freddie. Hey, my guys, name we'll is Jason Williams. All right. I don't like when you call me by my government name. I'm right, Freddie Coleman sitting here for Max Kellerman, Keisha. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.